Hey guys, this is Voices from the Hill, the official podcast of Mars Hill. I'm your host, Matt Hayashi, and today is our second episode. Before we get started, we want to thank you for tuning into our first episode. Katie and Alex reviewed the purpose for the podcast, so if you missed it, you can find it on our SoundCloud link on the website. With me today, I have the TUSA VP of Student Relations, Josh Anwubonu, and TUSA's president, Jared Barkman. Also accompanying us is Mars Hill's web editor, Bailey Martins. Today, we're here to talk about the new We Are Monthly publication and its role on campus and how it works with the Mars Hill newspaper. Just to get us all comfortable and to get us started off, though, we're going to be doing some questions first. So first, uh, Josh, just a little mm-hmm. random question for you here. <laughs> um, so you're carrying out a bank heist. And okay. so you're one of the members of the crew and you need three more members to fill out your crew. Uh, and those three members have to be TW faculty members. Who are you choosing and what are their roles? If you want to go into that. Members, bank heist. I think probably first one would be Vic Cavalli just because yeah. I feel like he would just be like a good lookout type person. Mm-hmm. Like just like the brains <laughs> behind the operation. Yeah. I think, um, Who's the prof that does 101, like pulls 101? Calvin Townsend. Calvin Townsend. Oh, yeah. He just seems like a savage. Like, <laughs> like he would literally just do something that needs to be done. You know what I mean? That none of us else, that yeah, no one else can do. Yeah, he's the muscle. <laughs> yeah. So I'd, uh, I'd do him. Who else? Um, What's your question? I don't know. What other profs are there? Hmm. Yeah, getaway driver maybe. Who's like a really just like? I think you always need a brains, a muscle, and like just a irrational radical person. <laughs> just trying to think who that is. I'm trying to think of another prof or faculty. Glenn oh. Hansen. <laughs> Either Glenn Hansen or Patty White. Oh yeah. Patty White would be gold. <laughs> yeah, Patty White for sure. Nice. Jared, now a question for you. Um, let's say you're going out to dinner after we finish this podcast, and you can have dinner with any three people from history that you want. They can be alive right now or um, dead and from the past. Yeah, whoever you want. All right. Um, oh, man, I'm just going to choose politicians then. Because uh, the first, I have uh, a cross-party political crush. Uh, on the current Minister of Foreign Affairs, Christian Freeland. Uh, my girlfriend is aware of this. She's okay with it. I'd love <laughs> to have dinner with her. Number two, I would love to invite Trump to the dinner just to make things interesting. Absolutely. Uh, but then I need one other person to actually respect. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. From history. Frank Sinatra. He's number three. Yeah. Just to make an eclectic mix. That's a great yeah. pick, actually. That's a great trio. <laughs> Um, A lot of people are asking us what is the purpose of We Are Monthly and how does it differ from Mars Hill? Um, And as the online editor, this particularly pertains to me. So yeah, I have some of my own questions and then echoing some of the questions that I've heard from the community as well. So I was just wondering if you could explain what the TUSA We Are Monthly publication is and where the idea came from. So uh, basically, earlier on in the year, when the exec team were elected and also during, I guess, just like that like buffer time between that election period and summer, right off the bat, we're just kind of trying trying to think of 
ways that we could just make more of an impact and do something different that kind of hasn't been done before. Uh, this is one of the initiatives that we thought would be a big hit. And like our idea behind it was just to, as to say, engage the student body in a unique way, in a way that's different and fresh and to help students know who we are, what TUSA does and the things that we offer, the services that we provide, I'm trying to highlight that in the first couple of pages of the publication to stay updated about what we're doing on campus, TUSA events and all that. We also want students to gain a perspective, I guess, of a demographic that can sometimes be misunderstood. Like for example, our last issue, we had Angel, the student from Rwanda, just give a look into her transition period from Rwanda to Trinity and even other areas like the globe. If someone from TWU hops online, checks it out, reads it from front to back, what do you want them to walk away with having read it at the end? I think for us it was important to just a source of positivity and light for students reading it. So it's like when someone's done reading it, we want them to feel empowered and encouraged to take on the Trinity experience and just push into the opportunities that are available on campus for them to grow in the areas that we highlight. Yeah, and we just want them to be pumped about being a Trinity student and that they go here and take pride in it. And we want them to also kind of feel encouraged about their walk with God and kind of taking that further as well. Awesome. Okay. So you mentioned earlier what that this idea came about from wanting to like grow the impact that TUSA has in the community. So I was just wondering what impact you've seen that We Are Monthly has had. I think just like from feedback from people who have read it, I think it's just like another, like I said, material on campus that helps us as TUSA to kind of fulfill our mission statement, if that makes sense. Just for students to feel like we as TUSA care about their not just like their day in and day out out of the out of the office, but that we actually care about their personal lives and we're trying to enrich their experience. So, yeah, just more so from feedback. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, Jared, I was wondering why do you think this publication is important for our campus? I think one of the biggest things is we wanted to find a way where we could give Tucson op or um, a medium and a way of connecting to the campus in a more meaningful way and in a way that added value to the content we're pushing forward. So we were wondering how we can f try and get out uh, the services we offer, the events that are coming up while still providing value and content that students will appreciate, that they'll grow reading and that they'll get insight from. So I think it can add a lot of value to the campus when uh, when people read it and not only get information about what's coming up, about the type of things we're offered, but also get encouragement, get a new perspective into new areas or ministries or people on campus that they might have not bumped into otherwise, and in a way that's a new and exciting medium to interact with that. So you said that you like want to have like lots of different perspectives in the publication from different people. So so one of the things you've talked about is like wanting to bring light to the community and like encourage the community. But from my perspective, like part of bringing encouragement to the community is challenging the community that we're in. So I was wondering like how you find a balance between only showing like light and good and positive material with also showing like some tougher realities that the community that we live in. I think I totally agree with what you're saying through the publication especially let's say the spiritual section that we have at the end of it along the lines of being encouraging the stories that are being told are also challenging i think um for people to push further into their relationship with god and even other the other perspectives like we had lighthouse ministry and um 
track and the other things that we've covered, their stories, along with being inspiring, I think it's like a challenge for us to do more with um, our lives and do more with all the opportunities that we're privileged to have here and to really dive into those. But as encompassing all that, we also, we don't want students to kind of leave just on like a, not negative, but just, I guess, somber kind of mood. We also, we just wanted them to feel like kind of positive at the end of it. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think every day we're bombarded with so much heavy and negative news. And I think all you got to do is open up BBC or any other news site. And all you see is just the hurt and the heartbreak and the messiness of the world. And I think it is so important that people are going out into the world and exposing that and trying to get to the root of the darkness and the evil that we face. But I think one of our purposes is that we wanted to offer something that's not necessarily news, but is rather a testimonial, uh, rather stories of, of the way that we've seen positive stories emerge on campus. And a lot of that emerges out of out of a lot of heaviness and out of a lot of raw hurt and pain. I think in the last, you'll see, the last issue, you'll see stories of people that have gone through so much to get to the place where they are now. And that end, the end of this, the end of the story isn't necessarily that everything is perfect, but we would love to just show how people have combated adversity, the things that are going against them and really pursued the Lord in the midst of it and seen the light at the end of the tunnel. That's not to say that it's not important to get some of that more challenging material, the material that will call us to a higher standard, that will push towards the injustices in the world, but rather just to offer a bit of a, a spin where you're seeing the testimonies that have ended in such beautiful fruit and just to give encouragement to the readers to really see that, that those messages are possible as well. A question relating back to Mars Hill. How do you see Mars Hill besides We Are Monthly? Because obviously there's two different publications on campus now. So how do those work hand in hand? I think our our intent with the publication was never to compete, I guess, with Mars Hill. But I think both publications complement each other quite well. And we wanted to make sure that the stories that we we're covering, even though at certain times, some of the stories may be similar. Let's say, for example, track. We just wanted to take like a different, like a twist on it and kind of give a look that I guess wasn't covered in Mars Hill. And kind of like what Jared said with the entire publication, we wanted to keep a tone of testimony. Like the whole thing is kind of like a testimonial. And Mars Hill, I think it's as it gives the facts and the history and kind of like the brief overview of what's going on, we wanted to kind of keep that. I guess, spiritual kind of perspective in, in all the things that we're doing. So, yeah, I think jumping into that, Tucson and Mars Hill have an interesting relationship in that financially we, we start from the same budget. We're kind of partners in the way that, that we are within the same organizational structure. But as Tucson, we believe that it's so important that Mars Hill keeps its journalistic integrity and that we're not imposing our message or using Mars Hill as a mouthpiece. And so we were trying to figure out, okay, how can we reach out to students with the basic services that we offer? How can we push forward the content that we want, even in regards to what Tucson is offering, without just using Mars Hill as a mouthpiece? And we really didn't want to do that because we believe that as a student newspaper, there should never be an obligation to just put forward the content that Tusa wants it to. I think that you need to have the ability to challenge Tusa as a student government or to offer articles that aren't necessarily coming from us directly, which is why we chose to have our own publication where we wouldn't have to ever exert pressure on on a journal or, I'm sorry, on a, on a newspaper that should have the freedom to publish what they want. 
and putting forward our content. Um, so yeah, a lot of it was just in making sure that Marcel never felt like they were just the mouthpiece of Tusa. Do you see any overlap between Marcel and We Are Monthly? Just gonna jump in again. I think that sometimes the way that I would see it almost is when you look at even, I'm going to use a political example again because those are most of my examples, but let's say you look at the Globe and Mail and you read the Globe and Mail every day, but you also pick up McLean's magazine sometimes. Both of those might be covering similar stories, but one is a newspaper and one is, uh, is a magazine. They'll cover that story in a very different way just by nature of what they are. Uh, one will focus way more on exposing the truth and finding the facts and looking for the details that might have been missed by the public and bringing a lot of light and awareness uh, to different things that are going on. Like a magazine will naturally take more of an editorial feel, more testimonial, and it'll offer a complementary uh, story where even if both are covering the exact same topic, they can cover it in a way where they benefit each other and where they can offer yeah, the same stories, even the same people in different lights. So I, I definitely don't think that the two have to conflict, but that can actually complement and draw out the strengths in the other. Mm-hmm. But in a small community where like the likelihood that everyone on campus is going to read one, if not both articles, um, is that not taking away from Mars Hill to some degree? I read both the Global Mail and McLean's even though they offer similar stories. And maybe I'm the anomaly, but I think that there's space for both. And then going back to the article about track, so that article was released the same day that I put up our article online, and I didn't even know We Are Monthly was like a thing until people were telling me about it, and I was like, oh, that's great. My article just went up the same day. So obviously there was a lack of communication there. So I was just wondering how you're gonna better ensure communication between We Are Monthly and Mars Hill Online. Yeah, I think when we first published the publication, we wanted to be, like it's called We Are Monthly. Like you wanted it to be every single month. But I think looking at that, I think moving forward, we just kind of want to reorient it and maybe put out two or three publications a semester and communicate with Marcel, hey, what are you guys planning out? And here's what we're thinking. And if there's something that kind of overlaps, then we can kind of reach kind of common ground of where we want to, what we want to cover. I think we'll just, as Tusa, make a better effort, I guess, to reach out to you guys. So between the period when developing the idea for We Are Monthly and pitching it to Jared, Jared, what was your kind of reaction to the whole idea? I think my first thought exactly was what can we offer that is different from what's already offered on campus and different from the journalistic content that's already being published. And so I would say maybe at first I was a little bit skeptical as to what its purpose was, but then seeing more the heart behind it, the differentiation between the two types of content, then I was on board with the idea. And to be honest, it has been a project that that I've fully entrusted into the hands of the people that have pushed really hard to make it a great content. Um, so Josh and his team have done an excellent job and I haven't really stepped in a whole lot. So I've left that to their hands, but I've been very happy with the way that they've turned it into a production of content that can offer value different than what is already being produced. In no way did we intend for it to be a surprise that was dropped to to hurt the publication of, of a subsidiary of TUSA. And so think, if there's ways where we can further collaborate so that the content is more differentiated or so that the ideas aren't overlapping, by no means do we want to take away content or even take away potential stories. Let's say we publish from someone that you would hope to reach out to for an issue a month down the line. Um, if we could find a way to either differentiate the content enough so that that aspect didn't matter or to just find ways where the stories aren't overlapping and stealing from each other's work, I think we'd be more than happy to find those new avenues of collaboration. And this was part of our broader marketing effort where we tried to figure out what can we do to bring more awareness to what we're putting forward. I think there's, there's so many students on this campus that we maybe take for granted 
maybe we take for granted in our own experiences how easy it's been for us as student leaders, as people involved in student government in Mars Hill, to find out about the different resources, the events, the services available to us. I would say there's a fairly substantial body of students on campus that show up to class and go home right after, whether that's going to work or whether that's just going home to do their homework and maybe don't even hear about the opportunities that they would really gain value from and that they'd be interested in. And so this summer, we tried to think about as many avenues as we could for TUSA to try and push out the various things that we're offering that we think would be of value even to the students that might not otherwise be plugged in on campus. Uh, so one of those things was to get an online calendar running where we tried to pull in events from every department on campus and make it more visible so that anyone could find one link uh, and see what's going on in every department. That was something that hadn't existed and that's something we've rolled out and are working on our marketing efforts still. Uh, we started pop-up shops where twice a month we'll set up around campus and just try and um, meet with students we never would bump into otherwise, who never come into our office, who might not come to our events. Not only is that a time to meet students, but it's also a time to pass out flyers for events coming out or uh, talk about various services that are being released. And then this was the other thing where we're, we're like, if we just post this on Facebook, we're still just getting the small group of people that follow us on Facebook. Uh, so what can we do to release more event dates to show the services coming up? And the thing that came up is what if we can find some way to offer content that is valuable so people will look at this publication, not because we put forward our dates and our events and our services, but because they actually want to read, um, read the articles and the stories. And if people are reading the stories, they'll naturally see kind of our promos or our events coming up or the things that we want to advertise in a way that they might not if there wasn't something of value offered. That's not to say we can't find future ways of drawing people in um, in new if with new ways, but that was one that we came up with this summer. I think the the purpose of both publications is to try and drive engagement and create discussions, and you know, for you guys pulling people to your events and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, like Katie mentioned, have you has either has there been quantitative data that you've been able to track that or have you just had a sense that more people like have you had conversations with people about it or yeah just had more people engaged with your events so we released the publication on a site called issue.com so through that you can get just readership statistics see how many people are reading it and so on and so forth so through that we can kind of track how many people are reading it and and so on and Let's say with the last publication, I think on the first few days, we got over 200 reads. But I think with that also, we are aware, kind of like what you said, Bailey, that it's like sometimes people are not going to pick up Mars Hill and pick up this. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a lot of text, you know? So um, I think our our focus is not just how many people can we get reading it. You know what I mean? We just want to make sure that it is a service that we are providing and if people want to take part in it then they're free to do so yeah it's been a pretty good track i think so far on the quantitative side we didn't take we haven't taken event numbers but one way that we've been able to track increasing tucson engagement is in our office costs so the copy and printing at the beginning of the year we recognized that this incoming class is bigger than the last few have been and so naturally we wanted to increase percentage-wise the amount we were spending on coffee and on printing uh, we thought we could easily be safe by giving it a 25 percent bump in the budget for coffee and printing for the year because it's a far less than 25 percent bump in students in the month of october we printed i want to say we were was it 
with our printing, we went drastically over the 25% increase in October, meaning that there is way more engagement, even proportionally with the number of students coming. And there's no way we can definitively say why there's a boost, but it is evident that we're getting more engagement with the services and even the events. It's at the point on campus where there's hardly any venues that can fit a TUSA event because we're far surpassing fire code. Um, which we were reminded of very kindly when the fire alarm went off twice at Robson and the fire warden said that was never happening again. And so there's all these different logistical hurdles that we're going to have to figure out as various events and various services are utilized more on campus. Those are big questions that need to be answered and that don't have an answer yet, but we are very happy to see that engagement is trending upwards. In terms of issue online, are you seeing your numbers grow or like they plateauing or like you said you had like the 200 viewers at the beginning, like what are your numbers like now? I won't lie to you and say that I check that every single day. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just like kind of we have our big push at the very beginning when uh, it's released. And then through Instagram, we highlight, hey, check out this article or that article and so forth. So with that, it's kind of like kind of steady. Steady growth or steady plateau? Steady, steady growth. growth. <laughs> <laughs> steady growth. You need those words. Thanks. Steady, steady growth. growth. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah for sure um that was super interesting guys thanks to jared and josh for coming in on today's podcast um thank you listeners for tuning in and uh, i encourage you to check out we are monthly check out mars hill and if you have any more questions uh you can send them in to marshill.ca to josh where can they find we are monthly uh so right now it's online at issue.com slash tusa sweet Thanks again for listening. This is Matt Hayashi with Voices from the Hill.